One of the most common questions I always get from women is how to be confident in knowing that they are hearing God's voice versus their own. It's why I wrote the She Hears Bible Study, but we're actually starting a new series on the spiritual disciplines, which are a very important piece of learning how to be confident in hearing from God in your daily life, in your prayer life. And so over the next, I think, two to three months, we're going to be looking at different aspects of different spiritual disciplines. And today we're going to just start to unpack all the reasons why that's so important. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand his will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, which helps you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I include lots of cultural and historical information, and it really makes these familiar passages of scripture just come alive. This is a great study to do on your own, to do with some girlfriends or even some teenage girls, and it will help you really gain the confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. You can find that on my resources page at shehears.org. And for a limited time, I'm offering all of my podcast listeners a special discount of 20% off. You can use the discount code hearing Jesus. That's one word, all caps, to get your discount. There are also some free videos and a leader's guide for you to get started. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. I'm so excited about today's content and this new series that we are starting all about the spiritual disciplines. And if that is a concept you're unfamiliar with, um, I think that once we start to unpack this a little bit, you will realize that it is something you're familiar with, although you might not have known what it was called. And so think of disciplines in terms of you know, if you were going to start off on a new healthy eating journey, well, then you your discipline would be maybe exercising every day or cutting out sugar or getting more sleep. Um, those are different disciplines in your life that produce a result of a healthier lifestyle. In a similar way, spiritual disciplines are new or maybe um, more intentional aspects of spiritual exercises to do in your life that will lead to a healthier spiritual life. And so discipline, not in the terms of like, punishment, but discipline in terms of how we are discipled or how we become more like Christ. And so 
because this is a concept not everybody is familiar with, I wanted to take this week as just a starter week where we go through some scripture and look at all the reasons why pursuing spiritual disciplines is important. And as I mentioned in the intro, one of the most common things that women always ask me, and it doesn't even matter what country I'm in, it's it's across the board, um, and it's part of the reason why I wrote the She Hears Bible Study, women always ask, how can I tell the difference if it's God's voice or my own voice? How can I tell the difference if it's really God speaking to me? And of course, if you haven't already, I would encourage you to check out the She Hears Bible study where we go step by step. Uh, um, and honestly, the primary way that God always speaks to us is through his word. And so that's why we started with the She Hears Bible study, because it gives you a lot of tools to learn how to digest passages of scripture beyond the pages of the study. But that really gives you this foundational aspect of getting in the word. But beyond the word, there's certain things that we can do, some lifestyle choices, some behaviors that set us up to be in a place of good spiritual health. Now, I want to kind of forewarn, um, we're going to be talking about all different kinds of disciplines. Um, I just want to let you know that I am not saying that the disciplines change us. What I am saying is the disciplines put us in a posture of being able to be changed. And so what I mean by that is, you know, it, when we, when we worship, it's not like worship is a spiritual discipline. When we worship, it's not necessarily the worship that changes our hearts. It just puts us in a place where we can connect with God and that connection with God is what changes us. And so we're going to go through some passages of scripture this week and we're going to talk about all the different reasons why, where we see this in scripture and why it's so important to pursue these kinds of disciplines in our life. I want to start off by reading from John chapter 10. And um, as you know, we just came out of the She Hears Bible Study, which is all throughout the, the book of John. And so um, one of the things that I'm doing in my personal life, if you are looking for something a little bit more after you finish the study, is go start over at the beginning of, of John and just go verse by verse, uh, chapter by chapter, doing the color method that I taught you in the She Hears Bible Study. And if you need a good resource for that, on my website, I have the Bible journals where on one side it has the scripture and on the other side it has a blank piece of paper for you to do lots of notes. That's what I personally use. And a lot of people find that really helpful. You can do it however you want. You can do it in your own Bible. You can print out from, I think it's like Bible.com. You can print out those pages on just regular notebook paper and put them in a binder. That's what I did for years. Um, I just like these little, you know, journals because it's one book of the Bible. It's really easy and simple to kind of throw in your bag or whatever. So anyway, I'm going to be reading from John chapter 10. And I want you to kind of pay attention to just the voice metaphor that Jesus is using when it comes to, he's using the metaphor of shepherd and the sheep. So just kind of pay attention and we're going to, you know, dig into it a little bit. So starting at verse 10. I'm sorry, starting at verse one. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him, because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him, because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. 
Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Now we're going to jump down to verse 25. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. And so here we see this concept of Jesus as the good shepherd being the voice that the sheep know. And because the sheep know his voice, they follow him. And um, one one of these days, we're going to do a series all about shepherd and sheep. And it's fascinating and it teaches us a lot about Jesus and this metaphor of the shepherd. But what I will say real quickly is that the sheep will not follow somebody that's not their shepherd because they know the shepherd's voice. And um, I think sometimes the simplicity of that is is lost on us because we're not, most of us are not from an agrarian culture or society. And so we don't understand that concept. But the sheep know the shepherd's voice. Otherwise, they stay away from a voice that's unfamiliar. And I think that's really the goal for us. And a lot of times what happens is um, I often describe learning to recognize God's voice is similar to a radio. And so for some of our younger listeners, you might not understand that concept, but for us Gen Xers and above, um, a radio has a dial on it. And when you dial towards a channel, you get better reception and it becomes clearer. And then when you dial away from a channel, that channel becomes fuzzier and harder to hear. And I think a lot of times that analogy is is similar to us learning how to hear God's voice. Every time you are starting to sense God's voice in your life, and again, I'm talking about those times in your prayer life or times during worship. I'm not specifically talking about times in the word, because again, remember the primary way that God speaks to us is through his word. But I'm talking about in prayer or um, in a moment where you need help from the Holy Spirit and he gives you a word. The, the more you listen to it, and by listen to it, I mean being obedient to it, the, the more you listen to that the clearer it gets. And so each time you are obedient to the voice of the Holy Spirit, it becomes clearer and clearer so that the next time you hear that voice, you are more confident in recognizing it. Now, the opposite is true. Um, back up in verse five, it says, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. God will not speak to your spirit something that is contrary to his word. And so if you are starting to hear something and you think it's God in your life and you follow through on that and it blows up, okay, obviously that was the voice of the enemy. And so it helps you to delineate who's, whose voice am I hearing? Number one, is it is it resonating with God's word? And number two is their fruit and what kind of fruit examine the fruit. Is this good fruit? Is this something that's edifying to God and furthering the kingdom or is this something that's a destruction path? 
God will not speak something to your spirit that is contrary to his word. So what you hear in your prayer time will always be confirmed or confirming to his word. God's not going to tell you to do something that is not in the nature of his character. So for instance, if you feel God is telling this, I heard this one time, if you feel that God is telling you to leave your husband so you can start a new relationship with some guy at work because he's a better Christian, has a heart for missions or whatever, that's not God. It's lust. Um, another one is somebody said that uh, God was giving them certain numbers to play for the lottery. Well, that's not God. You know, when 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 we're taught not to gamble, um, you know, it, there's not something, God's not going to tell you something that's contrary to his word. And so that has to be your filter primary. Um, but I, I want you to think about this almost in terms of, if you've ever been in a relationship or if you're married or even if you have kids or a close friend, there are certain people that when you answer the phone, even if caller call blocking is on and you don't have caller ID, when you answer the phone, the moment they say hello, you know who they are because you know their voice. There are other people that when they say hello, you have no, no clue who they are. There's a recognition that comes from proximity. And how do we gain proximity with God? Well, it's by spending time with him. It's spending time with his word, knowing and recognizing how he speaks, knowing and recognizing his character, knowing and recognizing his nature. And I think sometimes too, um, you know, we're all different and God created us that way, all different. And so there are different ways that God speaks to each of us differently. For me personally, a lot of times um, the persistent experience of God in my life has been, um, it's been visual a lot of times. I do, you know, of course, hear him in his word and, and hear him, hear his voice. But there have been visual things like dreams um, in, you know, at nighttime, there have been dreams that God has warned me about certain things or shown me different things. Sometimes during worship, moments of worship, God will show me some things. And, um, you know, it's really interesting. One time during worship, um, and this was a fairly new experience for me. But one time during worship, um, we were at a small uh, worship center and the the power went out. And so there was an opportunity to have some just acoustic worship. And during that moment of acoustic worship, um, a prophetic word came forth. And I saw, <laughs> it's funny because I'm like a a preschool teacher at heart. I've been a children's pastor in my previous life and I owned a preschool and all sorts of things. But God showed me what looked like a cartoon character that had a hurt knee. And I don't know if I can even describe what I'm talking about, but like if you could imagine a cartoon character leg where that's in black and white, but the knee is like glowing red with like little lines coming off of it. Um, that's how I, the only way I can describe it, that's what God showed me. And I remember saying like, this is going to sound really weird, but I feel like God is showing me someone's knee that is hurting. And this girl that was standing pretty close to me, she said, I think that's me. And so I prayed for her to um, receive healing. And, um, you know, honestly, I didn't think twice about it again. Um, it's not that I don't, it, at that point in my life, it's not that I didn't believe that God would heal. I just didn't see it very often, especially in the States. We saw it a lot overseas. But I didn't think honestly, any, anything more of it. And, um, the next week she actually came to me and she said, I have to tell you something. She said, I was scheduled for surgery and, um, I went in 
and <laughs> I didn't need surgery anymore because when you prayed for me, God healed me. And I thought, oh my goodness, like I, I didn't even really take it that seriously at the moment because I was like, okay, God talks to me in cartoons. Like, what is this? But the reason why I say that is that we sometimes I think have this big, huge idea of how God speaks to us when in all honesty, he made us, he created us, he knows how our minds work and he is individualized in how he speaks to us. And so what what happens for me might be completely different than what happens for you. And the thing that has to happen is you have to test that in your own life. And so um, if honestly, you might not believe me that God speaks to me sometimes in cartoon images. That's just how it operates in my brain. And maybe God was showing me something familiar. Um, it was contrary to what I was even thinking about at the moment. I was just, you know, in a moment of worship. But those kinds of things happen on an individual basis. And the way that we start to gain confidence is stepping out in obedience. Now, there have been plenty of times in my life where I thought God was showing me something and I prayed for somebody and nothing happened. And that's not to say that that was the enemy at work. I think what God does sometimes is he allows us opportunities to learn how to be obedient regardless of the outcome. Because if you start taking credit for the outcome, you're going to start taking the credit instead of giving the credit to God. I never would say, oh, I healed that person. What I would say is that God healed that person and I had the amazing privilege of being used in that circumstance. And so it's never about us. It's always about him. We need to get ourselves out of the way. And so um, the last thing I'm going to leave you with is just a, another little testimony of, of the way that this has worked in my own life. I was trying to make a big decision one time. And so um, I had my heart was leading in one way and God's calling of obedience was leading in another way. But it was making a decision over something that for a long time in my life was the place that God had me. And so I was very emotionally attached. It was it was stepping out of one ministry and into another. And so I was very emotionally attached. It was a ministry that I had created from scratch and got seen and done some amazing things. God had, had moved in some powerful ways. And I was having a really hard time letting that go. Um, and, and nobody besides me would even recognize that that was a struggle. I would... Everybody else would have thought I was completely justified in staying when in fact what was happening was God was calling me to go. And so I wrestled with that decision for months and I knew that God was starting to really, it was starting to come down the wire where God was really starting to call me out into this next step. And I'm a firm believer that delayed obedience is disobedience. Um, a friend of mine, a pastor friend of mine says that, but I have experienced that in my own life. But regardless, I committed to just praying over it for the week. And I went and I got in the shower. I often do that when I'm really praying about something. I will get in the shower because it's like the water kind of drowns out the noise of the world. And almost the moment I turned the water on, the Holy Spirit said, go. Go quickly is what the Holy Spirit said. And I just started to sob because I knew that that was the answer. I knew probably deep in my spirit prior to that, that that was the answer, but it was different than what I wanted. And it was different than what maybe I was hoping for. And so sometimes one of the ways that we can be clued into God's voice is when it leads us on a path that is different than what we would have chosen in our flesh. It's hard. And there have been lots of times in my life where that has happened. 
and I have had to choose obedience before I saw the plan. It's just the way that God operates in my life. Um, I think of a lot of others too. We see that in scripture. But in my life, God often calls me to sometimes radical obedience before he shows me the plan. That's my prayer for you. My prayer for you is that you would get to a place where you so recognize God's voice that you would be able and willing to walk into a place of radical obedience before God shows you the plan. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for my friends that have continued to stick with me as we continue to go down this path of learning how to hear your voice more clearly. Lord, I pray for them this week as we start to examine the scriptures and see different ways that you speak to us throughout your word and throughout the different spiritual disciplines. Lord, I pray that you would even now give them a craving for you, for more of you, God, more of your anointing, more of your spirit, more of your presence in their daily lives. Lord God, I thank you for them. I thank you for their tenacity and their willingness to pursue you in the the crazy chaos of our world. Um, God, I help them keep their eyes and their hearts focused on you. In Jesus' name, amen. See you tomorrow, guys. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.